0: Glory to Jesus Christ, Glory. To God. in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to take you back to, you think I might say paradise, but I want to take you back to high school, and maybe for some of you just a few months ago, some of you are like, I was just there, don't let me go back, please never again. to the feelings of those butterflies in your stomach. Because you want that dream girl or that guy has just completely struck your fancy. And as soon as you see them, your body is kind of like, you know. I think we all can relate to that the electricity The desire, not just that kind of desire, but just to be known, to be seen, to be appreciated, to be loved. If we move maybe past high school, or maybe we started thinking about it in high school or college, things that we want, a dream job, a particular degree, that kind of house, that kind of family, Or maybe none of these things, and it's just that particular concert that you want to go to. Or some experience that you desire. And it's something that kind of consumes you, that eats you up. And what do you do about that? Well, you figure out how to attain it. You probably think about it a lot. You scheme, you plan, you might even shed some sweat You'll go without sleep. You'll go without food. You'll do whatever it is that you need to do in order in some way to see that girl, that guy, that job, that situation in life happen. But I'm afraid we're becoming less and less able or desirous of these things. It seems like from what I can tell if I was putting my proverbial priest finger up in the sky and just seeing what the wind tells me, that contemporary life seems to have less and less of this. Or if it happens, it's a short experience. Because it's like we become more and more ghost-like, ethereal. We constantly trade out the better goods for cheap substitutes. Shining little screens for the shining stars of the deep, dark night. Cheap, quick food full of sugar and unreal things for decent, nutritious meals. Internet interactions instead of flesh and blood relationships. We just further and further drain our humanity away. We undersell... Overlook and have seemingly, again, it's what it seems like to me, lost all desire for what is truly good. And I'm not even really talking about God right now. I'm just talking about natural goods that we have in this day and age. And in every day and age there's been this challenge. But it's like they know how... To get us to sell everything for that little lentil soup, right? I don't mean to already uh, cause you to trip up by mentioning lentil soup. (laughs) Last night we sang, O Paradise, Garden of Delight and Beauty, Dwelling Place made perfect by God, Unending Gladness and Eternal Joy, The Hope of the Prophets, The home of the saints, by the music, by the music of your rustling leaves, beseech the Creator of all. To open the gates which my sins have closed, that I may partake of the tree of life and grace which is given to me in the beginning. Adam sat before the gates of Eden, bewailing his nakedness and crying. Woe to me. I have listened to wicked deceit. I have lost my glory and now am driven away. Woe to me. My open-mindedness hath left me naked and confused. No longer will I enjoy your delight, O paradise. No longer can I see my Lord, my God and Creator. He formed me from dust, and now to the dust, I return. I beg you a compassionate, Lord. Have mercy on me who have fallen. The church in all of her wisdom. Puts before us. Adam. Weeping. Lamenting. Because he knows everything that he has lost. What a powerful. Image to contemplate. And this isn't just. A single tear. Or keeping back. Tears that Adam has before the gates of Eden. This is deep, heaving sobs. The kind of crying that gives you real insight, true clarity. You know because you feel it in your bones and it has to come out. This is the season of Lent where we look. To our fallen forefather Adam. And we sit down beside him. And we weep. These tears are not crocodile tears. They're not just those kind of like. It's the deep. Deep compunction. It's something encouraged by the fathers. Saying this is the sign of faith. Tears. To have our hearts so deeply struck by what we have lost and who we miss, God himself. What have we lost? We lost peace, stability, being fully known. You could say eternal life, communion with God. We lost everything that makes everything else have meaning. Like Adam, we have been deceived By fleeting pleasure, the desire to be like God in some other path than obedience to him and the cross. As the hymn tells us, our open-mindedness, something that we laud in today's culture, but as someone once told me, uh, open-mind means that there might not be much there. that It's about liable to fall out, right? It's just open-mindedness has left us with nothing, emptiness. We leave ourselves open for every possible option and we miss the only true real thing. We have perceived ourselves in our nakedness instead of crying out to God in our nothingness and in our shame. We cover, right? We make fig leaves. We bury our talents. We hide in the shadows. And if that wasn't enough, we also, on top of that, we churn and devour our brothers and sisters with blame. What does Adam do? Well, you gave me Eve. (laughs) Even not only blaming Eve, but you, God, you put me in this situation. We even blame God for our condition. Is this not contemporary mankind, lost, exiled, naked, ashamed, angry, fearful, ready to strike, blaming everyone and everything else around us? We look at the book of Genesis and everything that is the fallout from Eden and the loss of that paradise. What's the next story? Fratricide. We're going to be reading the book of Genesis for this Lent. And if you read through the book of Genesis, there's some high points. There's some nice God intervening, but it's kind of death, 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 death. With God intervening and saying, no, please come on (laughs) this way. I'm going to prepare an ark. I'm going to do whatever I possibly can for you. But hearts derailed, hearts consumed with this world. With the promise of the fruit that Adam and Eve thought looked so nice. With that chance to become God, building up whatever towers of Babel that we participate in. The fruit of all of this, spiritual death, but it's also real death. Cain and Abel. The shame and the anger brings death. So our Lord in this gospel this morning tells us of the goods that we need to pursue, the things that are real, not the shadows, not the fleeting pleasure, but what paradise really is. First, that is the good of others in forgiving them, trading our judgment, our self-righteousness, our sense of what we think is right or our justice and allowing others into our heart to make space for them, to forgive them, to free others from your condemnation, your judgment, and allow yourself to love. This would have stopped Adam from blaming This would have stopped Cain from killing. This would have put the brakes on it all. Instead of hiding, instead of looking for who else or what else, instead seeking reconciliation and forgiveness. Second, that we seek the good of knowing God rather than the glory and the respect of men. We trade those fig leaves for the actual truth to be seen in all of our naked glory that God made us that way. And this is who we need to seek God in the secret, in the depths of our hearts in all of the nakedness that is there, that rawness, that vulnerability. This is the time to go there. Secretly praying, fasting, not making a show, not talking about it, just doing it. And if you fall, if you betray the secret of your heart, just return there. Do not trade the glory of God, which is you, for the glory and respect of man or whatever you think that it is that you need to do to fit in even in church. (laughs) And finally, our Lord tells us the good of the kingdom, his rule, to return back to that paradise. Elder Cleopa, I mentioned this last year, and it's just too good to not. Elder Cleopa from Romania had this incredible line, may paradise consume you. Maybe that is the theme for this Lent for you, but especially for this first week of Lent, this clean week. May paradise consume you. Not your judgments, not whatever you seek in others to affirm you, but paradise itself, God himself consuming you rather than anything else in the world. The fruit and all of its false promises. Because we need deep Retraining. We need to be able to discern what is truly good. Eating that nutritious meal. Looking out at the stars at night instead of shining screens. All of these little natural things that help prepare the way for us to have our minds and hearts open to God himself. We know that in the world, anything that we desire. We go back to that girl, that job, that house. It requires of us sacrifice effort dedication and our souls our hearts paradise requires nothing less than this we must retrain our appetites our habits our goals we must yearn with the deepest yearning we have for christ we seek him early in the morning in the middle of our commute while we eat lunch while we are recovering from an argument with a spouse or something that we remember at that moment christ and we ask for forgiveness or we reconcile. We say, this is my fault. When we eat dinner, when we wake up at night and that cold sweat or that dream that just freaked us out, we cry out and we call out to Christ. If we truly treasured God, our heart would be there It would dictate to us what we dream about, what we daydream about, what we desire, what we spend our money on, what we spend our time on, how we live our life. We would enter into this fast with zeal. If we we fall, when we fall, we will get up and we'll keep heading to, to paradise. We will fast and we won't eat our brothers and sisters. We will give alms and not keep everything to ourselves. We would simplify our lives so as to prioritize prayer and the services of the church, paradise, the kingdom. Today we commemorate the example, not the example, but St. Porphyrius himself. In his life at one point, he has, it tells us he has weak knees. He's unable to walk. The next sentence tells us St. Porphyrios, because he couldn't walk, he crawled to church for years. Don't let the little things that come up derail us from the pursuit of paradise. There are real things that happen that derail us that we can't help. (laughs) Sickness, right? Car accidents. But as we say in St. Basil's liturgy, those who are absent for reasonable cause. But let us, if it's not reasonable cause, let's crawl here. If you can't come here, then crawl to your prayer corner. (laughs) Do whatever it is so that paradise can consume you, so that we can crawl together, if necessary, into the presence of God himself. May paradise consume you.